Hi, this is Bruce from the Mighty Jungle, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it! <laughs> Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Bixby, and with me today is our host, Jake Deffenbaugh. How are you, Jake? Doing good, Chris. How about you? I am also doing good, and our other co-host, uh, Matt Bingle, who cannot be here today, he sends his best wishes, but he cannot be here. Um, so for today's guests, we have a voice actor who is the current voice of characters such as uh, Porky Pig and Tweety. He worked on the Fraggle Rock animated series, uh, Little Muppet Monsters, a whole bunch of things. And we're here to talk about that and some other things he's done, too. And here he is. Bob Bergen. Bob, happy to have you here. What's going on, guys? <laughs> awesome. Happy to have you here. So to kick things off, in your own words, could you kind of uh, introduce yourself a little bit and what you do? You just did. Um, I'm Bob Bergen. I'm a voice actor and been doing this for a little over 40 years. Cartoons, commercials, promos, all kinds of stuff in front of a mic. <laughs> awesome. What was your background like and how did you grow up? Uh, do you mean just my, my childhood background? Yeah. Oh, I was just a normal kid, normal, happy family, grew up in the Midwest, um, fell in love with cartoons, wanted to do voices for cartoons since I was small, and got fortunate that my dad moved the family to L.A. when I was about 14, and I just picked up the phone and called studios and said, how do I do this? And found out I had to train and study to be an actor and study voiceover, and, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a business. It's called show business, so I had to learn first of all, how to act, and then I had to learn the, the business of the business. Nice. Nice. So what, um, get, getting into voiceover, like, who were some of your uh, biggest, like, influences? Oh, sure. Mel Blanc, uh, Dawes Butler, June Ferre, um, Casey Kasem, Paul Winchell, uh, Don Messick, you know, just the people that, that yeah. did it for me. Oh, Absolutely. Definitely some wonderful people. Yeah. So, so before we came to voice over professionally, do you have any like favorite cartoons to watch growing up? Yeah, I was a big fan of the black and white Fleischer Popeye cartoons. Definitely. Oh, of course. To. Yes. Uh, I like Speed Racer even before I knew it was an anime cartoon. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I was a Saturday morning cartoon junkie, you know, uh, Bullet Captain Crunch and Scooby Doo. So Flintstones, Jetsons. So yeah, I was very rarely without uh, uh, a television on watching cartoons. Awesome. So now here's an interesting uh, question. So now as a as a teenager, you appeared on a Teen Week episode of uh, Wheel of Fortune. What, what, what was that experience like? Uh, fun. You know, I went down, I auditioned, I got on, and I won a Rolex watch. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Wow, it's awesome. And a wheel, oh, wheel fun. of fortune is a great show. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Was... my wheel of fortune. Yeah, I, I, 
I still watch that show. It's, it's my grandma. My grandma always watched Bill Fortune, and and of course, um, Jeopardy. And I'm about to mention. Now you're also um part of um, and you're also an MC on Jeopardy, the kids' version of the classic game show Jeopardy. How did that? How did that come about? Um, I was promoting a movie I did called Space Jam on a talk show in New York. Oh and, yes, and I, and I got a call from uh, uh an agent who represented hosts. And she said, you were very good on the show. Have you ever thought of hosting? And I said, no, not really, but thank you for asking. And I talked to my voiceover agent and she said, look, if, if, if they know your face, I can get you more for your voice. So give it a shot. And the first thing they sent me out on to uh, audition for was, was, I think it was called Junior Jeopardy. And I auditioned for it. Hmm. Eventually became Jep and I booked it. Nice. Nice. So now uh, getting into voice acting, we mentioned in your uh, introduction uh Dawes Butler um and you actually got to learn from him taking acting mm -hmm. lessons can you talk about uh kind of what what it was like learning in the hands of such an iconic you know voiceover legend yeah uh every script was written by Dawes Daw I'd studied voiceover with everybody you know if they if they taught a class I took it but he was the first uh voiceover uh coach who who used the word acting nobody else did i don't know why but they didn't and uh, he stressed character and acting and nuance and listening and performance not voice he didn't he, i don't even know if he ever mentioned the word voice in his class um mm. and some of the the best uh most successful cartoon voice actors in the business working today came from that uh that class nancy cartwright bill farmer uh mona marshall um, you know, just it was the creme de la creme who, who came through there. Um, and he was great. I mean, I only stopped. It was a Wednesday night class and I only stopped taking his class because I was asked to start teaching and it was the same night. So um, and then Doss passed away not too long after that. But he was great. He was just a, a dynamite, no nonsense, um, really solid acting teacher. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you also got to meet another voiceover legend, Mel Blank, watching him at the Looney Tunes McCoy session in the late 70s. What was that like? Yeah, like you guys say, it's, it's what is it like? It's like you know, meeting your idol. So it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. So, so now actually getting into voiceover professionally, do you remember what your very first professional voiceover job was? Sure. Everybody, everybody does because it's what gets you your side card. It was a cartoon called Spider-Man and his amazing friends for NBC Saturday morning cartoon. I, I remember seeing that in a syndication because on a uh, Disney XD, they aired a lot of the uh, Spider-Man, mm -hmm. the old Spider-Man cartoon. So that was on quite a bit. Right. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So one of, the, one of your earliest animation roles was voicing Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Link, Hogthrob, in the in the Saturday morning cartoon series Little Muppet Monsters. What was you know what was that? Was that was that like to be a part of that? Fun, you know, it's a lot of fun. It was my I think it was my first uh, full series and great actors, great producers. Uh, it was just fun to be a part of a Henson project. Of course. And speaking of uh, Henson, um, I mentioned a bit in your introduction, Wem voicing Wembley in uh, the animated Fraggle Rock series. Well, can you talk about a bit about, um, you know, kind of continuing, you know, what was such an iconic, you know, Henson show? 
Well, I didn't dwell on trying to play the character the way he was originally played. I didn't even sound like him. Uh, in fact, I didn't even audition for him. I auditioned for other characters and I got called back for Wembley and I said to the director, I can't do that voice. That's a little out of my range. And, my, and the director said, um, we want to hear it anyway. And I said, I don't, I don't think I'm right for this. And he said, the Henson people want to hear it. Don't disappoint them. I'm like, oh, okay. So I did it. I auditioned and, and ended up getting it. Great cast, great writers, great producers. One of the most enjoyable experiences. Only lasted one year. It was a really high rated show. So it was disappointing that it only lasted one year, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. Fraggle Rock's a wonderful show. Me and Jake are big fans of it. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. So yes. I'm a, a lot, so, you know, yeah. But, for the, for the cartoon, you know, wise it's, I think that's an amazing thing for doing that. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so two of your most known well characters are inheriting the walls of animation icons, Porky Pig and Tweety. What goes into inheriting voices in these classic characters that have been established for many decades? Well, you've got to audition a lot. Um, you've got to try to honor the integrity of the original uh, and always know that you're never going to be as good. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing Porky the most over the last 33 years and they still make me audition for, for new stuff because I don't own the character. None of right. us who do, none of us who do voices for classic characters have a contract or a lifetime contract. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a pleasure. It's not as scary as it used to be. When I first got the job, they would play me like 20 minutes of references just to get back into character. And the references were all over the chart. It would be stuff from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And I'm like, well, the character evolved. What do you guys want? And then I, I just started um, making him my own. And, uh, and I'm very respectful to the script. But then I'll always, if I look at something in the script, I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't think he'd say it that way. Can I try one for me? They never say no. But I'm, I'm not afraid to, to ask because, I mean, I know I know that character backwards and forwards. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's a, it's a blast. Every time they call me for something new, it's, it's living a dream. Nice. And it, and you know, it's important to keep a character's legacy alive because we've interviewed a lot of uh, other voiceover people and even some puppeteers who have taken over characters from people like Jim Henson or Frank Oz or Jerry Nelson, like all those guys. So, you know, yeah. and they, and they, you know, and they say, you know, it's important to keep a character's legacy alive so that, you know, so they still work with the audience, I guess, basically. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, characters are, are never going to So um, it is up to people to try to keep the integrity. But also fans have to understand nobody who takes over a classic character, be it a puppet or a cartoon, nobody's going to be as good as the original. That's just, right. you know, a, a fact. Um, but, you know, we do our best. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now... What were some of the first things you got to do uh, voicing Porky and Tweety for the first time? The first thing I did was uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. That was actually my first uh, Warner Brothers job. And I did I played both of them in my first episode. Um, and then after that, lots of commercials, lots of toys, lots of, um, uh, well, the, the Nike, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Air Jordan commercials. Mm. Uh, we did two of them that eventually became the movie space jam um when i first started doing porky there wasn't a ton of product an occasional happy meal commercial for mcdonald's things like that 
And from, from Space Jam forward, we started doing more stuff. I did the series Duck Dodgers. Then we did uh, the, Looney, the, the Looney Tunes show and new Looney Tunes and Looney Tunes cartoons and Bugs Bunny Builders. Um, so, you know, uh, there are times when it's, they're not as uh, uh, visible as others. Right now, they're very visible, which is very good. So, um, you know, a lot of things that we do, people don't even know that we're doing. Sometimes they're, they're educational videos for kids or e-learning or toys, that sort of thing. But, you know, um, they keep us busy. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So, you know, so you kind of touched base by earlier that, you know, they're, that um, you're one of the most well-known things that you've done with Looney Tunes is a lot of oxygen and maybe Space Jam, you know, starring you know, Michael Jordan. I'm kind of curious. Did you ever get to meet Michael Jordan? Nope. No, he was shooting the on-camera on one stage at Warner Brothers while we were recording the cartoons on another. And uh, uh, I saw his bald head walking in the distance at the at the rap party, but his people wouldn't let us meet him. So, nope, didn't get to meet him. Ah, uh, well, um, speaking of, uh, I guess you could say celebrities, um, one of your greatest honors as a voice actor is getting to work with a uh, former first lady, Barbara Bush for her radio program. Well, not really, Bush's not really. Time. We never, we never worked together. I worked on a project that she was on, but oh, okay. I, I was never, I was never in a room with her. Um, I thought yeah. I was going to be when I went to the session, um, you know, I dressed up nicely. I thought she, I thought she'd be there, but no, she recorded her stuff in Washington and I recorded my stuff to Santa Monica. Oh, uh, okay. 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 So on Disney, you voiced Bucky the squirrel on Emperor's New Groove and it's several spinoffs. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I got the inspiration from an actual squirrel at, at Disney. Um, so. I, you know, it was a very small part when I, the first day I did it and they tested some of the stuff I recorded for test audiences and they liked it. So they wrote more, more material and more material. And it, yeah, it became a, uh, straight to straight to video sequel and three years on a series. So you never know when a tiny little part's going to be a little bit bigger. So know, you know, yeah. actors actor should, actor shouldn't worry about a small part. Just have fun. I know. Yeah. I, I remember watching both, uh, Emperor's New Groove and Emperor's new school and i'm glad they're i'm glad you know disney plus has those easily available for people to watch yeah definitely yeah. definitely so now over the years you mentioned uh doing voiceover in hundreds of commercials some of which include you know porky pig and tweety do you overall do you have any like favorite commercials you've done or any that like stick out yeah, really. And most of the commercials I do are my own voice. So mm -hmm. and you wouldn't even know it's me because commercials don't have credits. But right. you know, commercials are the day-to-day -day bread and butter for any voice actor. So yeah, I don't I'm not partial to commercials, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't do a commercial and go, that's a product I really love. Um, I won't do a commercial for a product I find uh for some reason, you know, distasteful. Um there aren't many. Um, but no, commercials are just, uh, you know, they're, it's fast food, it's, it's clothing, it's sneakers, it's, it's, it's laundry detergent. Definitely. Yeah, so aside from doing voiceover yourself, you also teach your own animation voiceover workshop in L.A. How did that first come into play for you? Um, I was doing a play. And somebody came backstage and saw in my, in my bio that I did voiceover, asked me if I wanted to teach, and I didn't. And about a year later, uh, another school asked me to teach. And 
they didn't charge the students. It was just a voluntary thing. So I was like, well, if I suck at it, then at least I'm not taking anybody's money. And I did that for about a year. And then I started teaching my own class. And, you know, with COVID, I stopped doing group workshops in person. And I'm just doing Zoom coaching. Um, I do a few things in person every once in a while. We're doing a, I'm doing a voiceover cruise next January. Where we're taking oh, wow, 40, nice. Yeah, taking 40 students, a uh, round trip from San Francisco, Mexican Riviera. But it's commercial and and animation. I'm doing it with uh, another coach, Maryland listener. So, um, but yeah, uh, coaching is fun. I love it. I love, I love uh, working with the next generation. Nice. Nice. So um, since the nineties, I saw on your website, you've been an active member of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. How, how did that kind of come about? I qualified, you know, it comes about because you've got enough credits to join. So I joined in the nineties and uh, got involved in the leadership there. I was on the board of governors for about 10 years. So, you know, this is called show business and most, most, most actors are not great business people. Um, I got involved because a buddy of mine said you should be in the TV Academy. And I'm like, I've never won an Emmy, but you don't have to win an Emmy. You have to qualify. You have to have enough credits to join. So yeah, that's how it came about. Nice. Nice. Awesome. So you're also a two-time volunteer Big Brother and were even honored as a just seven Jewish Big Brother of the year. Can you talk about your experience with Big Brother? Oh, it was fun. Uh, I had two kids over 25 years and um, both very different. Uh, but, you know, it's I'm a big fan of mentoring. I'm a big fan of giving back. So um, I don't think either of my little brothers were too uh, enthralled by the fact I did voices for cartoons. If I had skateboarded, I think they would have been more intrigued. But um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I highly recommend people mentor. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I'm so we've talked a lot about your past voiceover work, but what what's what are you working on now? Can you share anything you're currently working on that I'm allowed to talk about because so much is under NDAs these days? Uh, we're still working on Bugs Bunny Builders. Uh, and uh, that's a preschool show for oh. Looney Tunes. Um, Bad Batch is currently on Disney Plus uh let's see uh did a show called oddballs for netflix uh it's pony uh do drop diaries for dreamworks um i just did a netflix anim uh, animated feature that i can't talk about um yeah that's the problem like this is like you know cut, uh, off the top of my head I'm, I'm, I'm censoring myself as to what i can't talk about even if you don't sign an nda you should treat everything as if you did because yeah the studio wants to control right. uh, how they promote. And so I'm very hesitant to talk about a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but it's been busy. You guys, it's been really good. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So what would you like to say to those who have supported the projects you've worked on over the years? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for watching. If it weren't for, for people that like the, the product, we wouldn't have a job. So yay, appreciate that. And I never knew people liked what we did or even knew who we were until Comic-Cons and the internet. Um, because we would just go to a studio and it was just us. And there was no way to know other than ratings or your shows picked up or canceled, no way to know the impact that you have. So um, yeah, we are nothing without the fans. So thanks fans. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so if people would like, if people would like to connect with you, what's the best place for people to reach you? I'm so easy to reach. Just Google my name. You'll see my my, my Twitter is at Bob Bergen and Instagram is Bergen.Bob. I'm on Facebook. Uh, 
we're all, all you got to do is Google a name. You'll find how to reach everybody. And everybody is reachable and everybody in my business at least responds. You know, it's a nice group of people, the people that do voices um, and art artists. Uh, we're, we're very grateful and very available. <laughs> awesome. So the last, so since we're about to wrap up, the last question that uh, Jake's about to ask is a question that we ask all of our guests at the end. Okay. Go ahead, yes. Jake. So, so of course, you know, this podcast is called, so yeah, so of course this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia? How would I define nostalgia? Yeah, in your own words, yeah. yeah. Uh, affection for what was that's the best i can give it's, it's just having an affection for something in the past definitely so um yes great word send on well bob thank you so much for taking the time to do this this was fun you yeah, bet guys you. drive yeah. carefully yes all right take care bob you too enjoy bye. the rest of your day bye-bye thank you my great work Yep. And it's goodbye from us as well. Again, uh, Matt sends his best wishes. Um, hopefully he'll be there for the next interview. He really wanted to be here, but due to a last minute family commitment, he was not able to do it. But um, yes, but thank you so much for tuning into our interview with Bob Bergen. We absolutely enjoyed our time with him because, yeah, I'm I grew up with Looney Tunes and Space Jam and all those wonderful things. So getting to talk to Bob was great. Oh, yeah. But, and as always, what do we say, Jake? Keep us all our lives. See you next time on. See you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.